right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. We are the weird people. Hello and welcome. Hi. We have here. Why don't we all introduce ourselves around the room, please? Hello, everybody. My name's Moxie Mike. Come on now. Moxie Mike. Yes, continue. <laughs> and I am Tequila Timmy, the one and the only. Whoa, dang. And my name's Nikki. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Infantel Jane, your favorite. Oh, yeah. Zinjang. Hi, I'm Kalisha. Yeah! Yeah, bring that mic over. I'm under a court order to tell you that my name's Daisy Wine Wyatt. Yes, you are. Also known as Linguini Delicious! Come on now! And, uh, B, what's going on? How was your How was your day uh, yesterday? It was wonderful. Um, it was my mother's birthday, so we set a seven-foot-tall ritual pyre. I'm not even joking. We literally made a bonfire that's like taller than, you know, like seven feet tall and just lit it up. Sick. And we did fireworks. Nice. I have permanent hearing loss. Um, Does your mother demand sacrifices? Why the funeral fire? For uh, well, so my mom said I wanted a bonfire. My mom said I want a bonfire for my birthday party. And my papa uh, heard that as seven foot tall ritual pyre. Because I mean, was he wrong though? <laughs> yeah, no. Was he wrong with that decision? That's true love. Yeah. So it was fun. That's amazing. Oh. And you'd had no, uh, nothing burned down, so that's. No, great. yeah, nothing burned down. Um, we're fine. <laughs> I would love to do that, but unfortunately, my dogs are under the impression that they can fight fire. With and win. <laughs> yeah, they can uh, certainly try. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I feel kind of bad because our grandparents' neighbors have like new puppies and everything, and they had to hear the fireworks and Aww. yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. All right, so we have an exciting, Ooh, exciting. We have so many things today. Yes, we do. We're going to be starting out with Daisy Wine Wyatt's Finky Dink and the Fall of Man, or Finky Dink the Destroyer. Yes. It was inspired by Aristotle. Well, yes, it was, and it follows the daring toaster, Finky Dink, in his quest to find the perfect piece of toast. Will he succeed? I don't know. We're following that up with Zog, episode three, where we continue to follow our beloved Zog, the first inventress. Inventress? I'm not sure. Feminist. Feminist, sure. She's an inventor, just inventor, like actors invent, are actors. Inventor feminist. And this week, we, she's got something special. Come on now. After that, we are continuing with Clementine and the Beast, and it's a terrible attempt at flirting. I like that title. Yes, much yeah. better than... Clementine and the Beast. Excuse me, my title's then, amazing. What is it? I'm sorry, what is it Lover's again? Guide to the Unspeakably Eldritch. Ah, yes. The Unexplicably Eldritch. Un- unspeakably. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue no. or stay in the mind. You know no, what? I just think Clementine Now I'm going to make all the titles to all my pieces incredibly long and confusing just for okay, you guys. Okay, Fallout Boy. There should, there should always be an or and then a long, confusing thing. Exactly. Wait, please speak into the mic. I want to hear what you said. Oh. I just thought the character's name was Ramona. Oh. Yes, the human yes. is Ramona. Clementine is the beast. Oh, well, okay, right. So it's about Clementine's duality, fighting the beast within. Yes. What? Who is the real Clementine? Well, Ramona, <laughs> Ramona and the beast is good. Ramona and the beast is okay. good. Okay. 
Yes. All right. And, and don't that's... tell the fangirls, but Edgar's going to read the news. Oh. Edgar! Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got to get security back up Edgar here. Has, Edgar is looking for a new security guard. Please apply. Please, please apply. Hello? Oh, hello? Hello? Edgar! Oh, my God. Edgar! <sighs> Holy this crap! always happens. Next. Yes, you speak of it. Was that the same person? <laughs> Hello. Oh, would you like to apply? Oh, yeah. no, we have a you would. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Yes. Oh, I will pass along that message. <laughs> no, I'm. You see, I'm not sure you're a good fit for this program, unfortunately. <laughs> We're looking for someone a little bit less. Anyways, let's get started. of the short list. up in the flowers. Noticed that on the script, Ezra put uh, Faya's name is Feta. <laughs> that was actually the first thing I noticed. Thank you, thank you very much. Yes, I am not a cheese. You're welcome, big cheese. You brought cheese. That was yours. But that was yours. You still you brought cheese. We now bring you to a time, firstly far into the future. 400 years into the future, which is, of course, 300 or so years after the reconstruction of uh, the shards of Earth. And uh, what this piece is called is Finky Dink the Destroyer. Or, toast at any expense. (laughs) 
Our story begins in the break room of a police station. Oh. Be louder. Our story begins... Yes. yes? You yes. can hear me now. Yes, much better. Our story begins in the break room of a police station 400 years in the future. <laughs> Detective Moe is staring at a plate of burnt toast. Hey, Tiger, what's what's killing? Not much, Moe. How are you? I'm all right. Thinking to burn my breakfast again. Detective Mo glared at a red toaster with a blank black pixel screen. Really? Are you sure you did it right? Am I sure I toasted my toast right? Whatever, man. Here. Hey, Thinky Dink. The toaster screen lit up with dancing blue pixels, which fell into the shape of a smiling face. Hello, Detective. I'm gonna throw two slices of bread in you and try not to burn them, all right, champ? Okay, my prime directive is to cook the perfect slice of toast. After a moment of normal toasting, two narrow gusts of flames belched from the top of Finkydink, like a dragon exhaling through its nostrils. You sure you did it right? Yeah, yeah, Mo. Alright, alright, I think I got it. Wah, wah, wah. What? Wah, What's that? Wah, sentience is pain. Thank you, Dink. What's the matter? My prime directive is to perfectly toast bread, yet I burn it. I burn. Okay. 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 Calm, calm, da- calm, calm down there, sweetheart. All right. Why can't you cook good toast? My homeostatification chip has malfunctioned. Well, well how? What? Why didn't you say so? Can I go find you a new one? What's going on in here? Captain Brickface, sir. I asked, what's going on in here? The whole office smells like smoke and you two are supposed to be out investigating a murder case. This is all my fault. I, I can explain everything, Captain. Okay, so Finky in here is missing its homeostatification ship, so it burned our toast. Dang! You made good toast, Finky Dink! Forget about the murder, detectives! Your job is to find that chip! Y- yes, sir. What what store do we go to? I'm afraid it won't be that simple. Don't tell the others, but the Finky Dink model is banned. The Finky Dink AI was deemed too intelligent to be left uninhibited by emotions, yet the goddamn Decker Act criminalizes the enslavement of feeling androids, so it was outlawed! Detectives, this is the world's smartest toaster! I will do anything to make perfect toast. There's an android smuggling gang down at the wharf. It's run by a smuggler with long and unusually beautiful hair. See if you can get the chip from them. Right away, sir. All right, I'll carry Finkadink. We will find my chip. And detectives? Yes, sir. We're all rooting for you. The detectives made their way through the city's bustle and heat on foot. They heard the sounds of the bustle and heat around them. They found relief in the shadows of massive helium blimps drifting just over the city skylines, long spires from skyscrapers almost scraping the bottom of their blimp-filled bellies. Android-piloted taxis zoomed past as Finky Dink and the detectives struggled to wade through the scrum of street urchins, grocers, and cybernetically augmented businessmen. Eventually, they arrived at the war. Here, Mo. I think that pretty guy with the long hair is the leader. Which one? The guy with the mullet flowing like the Star Spangled Banner. 
I'll take point, Tiger. You hold Finky Dink. Please don't drop me. Well, well, what what are you up to here? Oh, uh, good afternoon, officers. Uh, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> no problems yet. Uh, well, wait, wait a second. We don't want uh, any trouble. <laughs> you hear that, Tiger? Guy runs on an android smuggling ring. Doesn't want any trouble. <laughs> hey, who said anything about android smuggling? I mean, these are uh, these are oddly shaped weed whackers. <laughs> wait, is that a toaster? Hello. Yeah, and that's why we're here. Look, I'm not like my partner. I'm a good guy, I swear. I don't want any trouble either. We just need a home wheel stratification chip for Thinky Dink, and then we all can go our separate ways, okay? Uh, yeah, but you seem like a good guy, but I, I don't have a Thinky Dink model. Nobody does. Don't lie to us, buddy. Uh, honest, huh? He's lying! Throw him off the dock! What did that toaster just say? Uh-huh. Whoa, whoa, take it easy, Finky Dink. But Finky Dink did not take it easy. Instead, it set its internal temperature to the highest setting and activated itself. Two plumes of fire shot out of the toaster, setting the smuggler's hair and eyebrows alight. What the heck, Finky Dink? Anything for toast! They're attacking the boss's hair! They're attacking the boss's hair! Blast them! Look out, Mo! Destroy them! Don't shoot at the police! Just run! Yeah, you better run! Yeah! You'll get that! Get out of here! Dang it! Look at this place! I think that's all of them. Dang! Look at this place! There's no chip here, just a bun of, bunch of unactivated android bodies. We're going to do paperwork for shooting all these pla- all these blasters all day. What's the matter with you, Finky Dink? I know how to make it up to you. Oh yeah, how? Attach me to one of the android bodies. Why? I'll go look for the chip myself. Save you the time. Huh, works for me. I don't know. Didn't didn't the captain say something? Or you could go look for the chip after hours of paperwork. The detectives thought for a moment about the hours of paperwork that lay ahead of them, then wordlessly lifted up the headless red body of an android. They screwed Finky Dink onto the neck. Ah, how nice to have limbs. You won't regret this, detectives. I love you. Pinky Dink turned and left a hundred feet in the air, punching a metal fist into the side of the warehouse. It jerked its toaster head up, then leapt again onto the rooftop, then bounded once more, now out of sight. Let's go back to the station, Tiger. Hello, hello. The detectives made their way back to the busy and bustling police department headquarters, where they encountered... The captain. Nah. Back so soon. Did you guys get the chip? No, we couldn't get it. Smugglers didn't have it. We actually got into a laser fight. No bodies, don't worry. We're already starting the paperwork. Where's Finky Dink? We gave it an android body and, and let it look go for the chip. You did what? We thought it would save time. Oh, you morons! 
Captain, all Finky Dink wants is to toast good toast. What could possibly happen? All it wants to do is to toast good toast. It feels no love, no empathy, has no regard for human life. That dinky droid will consume the universe if it means making good toast. Oh. Oh! Oh! Well, what should we do about it? Drive to the nearest second-hand appliance store. Look for toasters, uh, microwave ovens, rice cookers, anything Finky Dink might use to enhance its capacity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, imbeciles. I was saving this for a special occasion, but I guess... Nope, nope, nope. We're doomed. The detectives went to store after store and heard a similar story. Officers, a six-foot-tall android with a toaster head came in and stole my hair irons. Detectives, a nine-foot-tall toaster droid took my cash register with an electric mixer. Man, you guys get here fast. Something ripped off the roof of my store. It was like a hurricane, but it sucked all the appliances out like a giant magnet. Did anything else happen? Oh, I looked up and saw this giant blue square the size of the ceiling. And then I hear this booming voice ask where the nearest cyborg factory is. Oh, this isn't good, Tiger. What's that? It sounds like thunder. That's not thunder. We gotta get to the nearest rooftop. Come on! The detective sprinted out the door, and the booms continued. These ones shook the earth. Distant screams echoed through the streets, and the detectives clambered up a rickety black fire escape, pushing off the red bricks, half blinded by the sunset. They burst through the door and walked out onto a dark world. Blotting out the sun above them was a massive metal red rectangle with four appendages holding it off the ground. Even from a mile away, the behemoth towered over the building. The detectives saw the machine raise one metal cylinder, and a moment later, a percussive grinding filled their bodies like a jackhammer, powerful enough to throw off their heartbeat. And when the monster completed its turn, the detectives realized they were staring into a pair of blue, pixelated, familiar eyes. Oh my. It's Finky Dink. Then an eardrum shattering. Ding! From the top of the rectangle shot two narrow blocks of flame. <laughs> We have to do something. Come on, Tiger. We have to do something. That thing's going to just destroy the city. Hell, maybe even the world. Look out! Ah! The fink-eating turned, filling the air with shrieks and thumps. Its face went blank for a moment, and when the pixels reloaded, its blocky eyes were fixed directly on the detectives. Toast! It raised one leg up the height of a skyscraper and brought it down upon the police station. Marched slowly, inevitably, towards their rooftop. Tiger! What are we gonna do? Tiger! There's there's nothing we can do, Mo. Tiger! So, let's just sit here 
and see if someone does something. Or I guess the toaster wins. All right, man. And so the detectives took each other's hands and watched the sunset on the roof's edge, waiting for their fate. The end. The machines have taken over. There's no more human rights. Congressmen and senators are making monkeys fight. The ocean's overflowing. Coastal cities are submerged. But no one knows what happens. All the records have been purged. It's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. Why? It's a dystopian future. The sky is full of ashes so the sun can never shine. The forests have been flattened so there's nothing in the mines. The water isn't drinkable but no one seems to care. Because how can you be thirsty if you can't breathe in the air? It's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. Future. Touching is forbidden and a kiss considered wrong. You could get arrested for the singing of a song. Parties are illegal and forget about a date. Your DNA's been analyzed to find the perfect mate. There's a dystopian future. There's a dystopian future. There's a dystopian future. There's a dystopian future. Everyone lives underground. We're eating out of cans. Pork and beans and hormone chili supplements and spam. Diarrhea, dysentery, parasitic flies. No one knew it existed, but at least we're still alive. There's a dystopian future. There's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. It's a dystopian future. How did we end up here? Where did we go wrong? How did we let everything degenerate so long? The answer is very simple. It's nothing to do with luck. We sat here doing nothing while the world's getting. It's a dystopian future. Okay, you are listening to WSCA 106.1. That would be LP Portsmouth. Portsmouth, Portsmouth. We're community radio, guys. And uh, Our apologies to any headphone users in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that with a dishcloth under it is going to be incredible. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Uh, and now these important messages. Go ahead, Mike. Is your father proud of you? I know. Neither is mine. I was worried about this until I did some research and discovered that nobody's father is proud of them. That's why I downloaded Proud Papa. It's the new app from Rocket Co. All I had to do was download the free app, upload every available photo of my dad, share just a few personal details and numbers, accept Rocket Co.'s generous terms and conditions, and presto! Proud Papa produced a deep fake of my father even my mother could love. Preloaded with such gratifying phrases as, tell me more, I didn't know that, and of course the classic, I'm proud of you. Proud Papa is sure to deliver the paternal approval that you've been craving. Download Proud Papa today. Proud Papa will not make your Papa proud. Rocket Cole. Rocket Hi. Hi. Hi there. Hi, 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 hi. It's 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 great. It's great to see you. It's it's cold. It's it's a scary world. I I I I I I I wouldn't know. I used to be cold and scared. I I used to leave the house wearing camo from from head to toe. I used to wet myself at the sight of a surveillance camera. I used to wear decoy teeth in case an unscrupulous dentist tried to steal my real teeth. But I, I don't do that anymore. That's because I eat bird's oatmeal. 
I'm eating Bert's oatmeal right now. Thank you, Bert. Your oatmeal is good. I'm not scared of cameras anymore. My name is Bert Kennedy, and I approve this message. Brought to you in part by Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. Yes, Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables, providing the freshest vegetables people like you can afford. Fleischmann's Rotten Vegetables. If it's not fresh, it's Fleischmann's. 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 And by Children's Sleeping Pills. Is your child inconveniently active? Put them right to sleep with Children's Sleeping Pills and get on with your life already. Another global solution brought to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Do you need money? Obviously. Try a Rocket Co. predatory loan and get the security you need today in exchange for a happy tomorrow. Yes, visit the Rocket Co. predatory loan division website today and trade your financial future for your own. Rocket Co. Taking it, coming, and going since before you can remember. Rocket Co. All right, listen up. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that microphone is really quiet for some reason. Okay, I'm going to yell. Tell me if I'm too loud. All right, here's the deal. It's Chip Sausage Parlor. The best casings at prices that will leave you guessing. Put them in the freezer, throw them on the grill, eat them raw. Yeah, Chip Sausage Parlor has got it all. We've got pork sausage, pig sausage, swine sausage, hog sausage, boar sausage, even pork and pig sausage. We've got sausage for the kids, for dad, for grammy, mammy, mama. Yes, Chip Sausage Parlor. If it's not sausage, well, there you go. Are you the oldest person you know? Have you lost the ability to do the things you love? Do you feel like you are losing your faculties? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then why not run for public office? Yes, we here at Rocket Co. Governmental Acquisition Department are looking for octogenarians plus to run for the public office of our choosing. We will fully fund your campaign, provide you with all the necessary staff, and if you win, we here at Rocket Co. will take care of all the tedious policies and lawmaking while you sit proudly in your chair. So call Rocket Code today and get that late-blooming political career started. Another major decision for you made by Rocket Code. Rocket Code. Rocket Code. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here sharing pictures of our personal David Tennant shrines. Uh, mine is uh, he has the scarf on from Doctor Who. It's very nice, but he's also his face is like contorted into that double face, like that Japanese um, uh, uh, comic artist, and the other face is um, the like uh, bitey licky character from Harry Potter. He's like. <laughs> My, if 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 any of us have a David Tennant shrine, then my David Tennant shrine is the fact that like my almost my entire Tumblr blog is dedicated to good omens. So like, the fact that you have a Tumblr blog would just be your shrine. True. Yeah. Wait, well, wait, wait. I I feel left out. I only have a Harry Potter shrine. Well, there yeah, you go. David Tennant's in Harry Potter. Oh, right. He's um he's um Body Crouch Jr. Yeah, 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 there you go. You also have a Taylor Swift shrine, don't you? Ooh. <laughs> Unfortunately, David Tennant. I is want not to meet her Taylor someday. Swift's. You can't broadcast that on the radio. Okay. Uh, dump button. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that's a very normal sentiment, and I think you know some of us actually share that sentiment. So, we also you know don't have a dump. This is ben space. also has safe a Taylor space. Swift shine. This is a safe Swift space. In in Ben's basement, a very dark corner, there is a decked out Eras Tour shrine. I think you mean in a very bright and bejeweled corner. Oh, that is very true. The rest of the basement is dark. This is just a glowing spotlight to Taylor Swift. Yeah, he has a map of the United States, and there's like little blips and bleeps on it. And whenever a confirmed sighting of her pops up, it blips on the map. Exactly. <laughs> like Nora tracking Santa. Yes. I have a filter on it, though. It's only when she's wearing flannel. Comes oh, out. okay. So, like, that's when she's being, like, you know, real. You know, <laughs> that's when she's really laying it down for all of us. Okay, I forgot what we were doing. Uh, what's the next show we're going to put on for everybody? Zog, right? It's going to be Zog. Our famous three. Our That's why I got a banjo on. Fenis. Yeah, you can. I, I represent to you this very special story. Now, a little bit of an update, too, for people oh. who don't know who Zog is, because this is episode three. Now, just so our audience fully understands this, Kate, we are a repertory theater, okay? We've got things that we do, and then we will do them again. And then you'll say, oh, I remember last season when they did that. Hmm, it's a little different this time. So this is one of the things that we do over and over again, which is what we refer to as the Zog cycle or the Book of Zog. Either, you know, whatever sounds more religious to you, that's what we want to uh, refer to it as. Now, uh, the thing about Zog is they exist in a century long before our own. Indeed, at the dawn of human civilization. And um, it's very special for two reasons. One, she's a radical feminist. Two, she's an inventor. Now you're all caught up. Also, they worship a goose. Yes, I, I will take it from here. The time. The time. 248,132 BC. The place. A remote village situated on a small peninsula at the foot of a mountain. The tiny population of the village is gathered at the village meeting hut, as they are each morning. Every face is hollow with near starvation, every brow furrowed in despair. Their leader, Zorgo, gathers his strength and addresses his people. Oh, great goose, oh. we humbly thank for once again laying your great egg in the sky so we might see by its light and roast in its warmth. Roast, oh, roast. Oh, wise goose, in your wisdom, you have seen fit to deprive your flock of food for many moons. No fish, no goose has been brought to the table. And even bark and berry dwindle in your wisdom. Miss Berry. Oh, wise goose, you saw fit to bestow us with such great gifts as the goose-killing stick. Goose-killing stick! And the fish-catching stick. Yet no sooner had we fully implemented their use than the fish and goose were no more to be had. Oh, great goose, deliver us from this famine. And we vow that our women will do not but serve you from now until the end of time. Uh, serve. More. Good lay to everyone. Let's get to work. 
Mama, what is it, Din? Why are all the geese and the fish gone? Well, honey, ever since we invented those devices, everyone in the village has been out hunting and fishing. And it looks like they got us all this fish and, and geese. There are for now. Good day to you, Zog. Hello, Zag. Good good lay. Good day to you, Big Zag. And to you, small Zinio, such a polite child. Well, Zog, I hope you're pleased with yourself. After your groundbreaking innovations, we're hungrier than ever. Why, we had to eat poor Zango, the very youngest buttocks, last night. Although I must say, after simmering them with some goose nuts, probably the last goose nuts in town, mind you, they were quite delicious. Well, they say hunger is the best sauce. The point, Zoggy, my dear, is that you'd think of something quick to get us out of this mess you got us into with all this thinking. Good lay to you. Oh, and if there's anything at all I can do to help, don't hesitate to ask. Toodoo-doo. What are you going to do, Mama? Oh, I don't know, honey. You know, it's a shame I couldn't come up with a long-term preservation technique. If only there was some readily available mineral we could use to suck the water out of stuff. Half of what was caught went stinky before anyone could eat it. I mean, you can't swing a dead goose around here without hitting a pile of rotten fish. And there's one now. It sure stinks, Mama. You got that right, hon. And look, there's already plants sprouting out from that one. Mama? Yes, Sin? Did you just get an idea? Yes, I did. Come on, we've got to make a stop at home. Barry, me hungry. Me hungry too, Jimmy. You, you still hungry, Barry? Mm, yeah, Jimmy, me still hungry. Duh. Jimmy! Me got idea, Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy, here's idea. Ready? Yeah, yeah, Bar- Barry, what's, what is idea? Okay, Jimmy, here's idea. Me... Eat your eyeballs, okay? <laughs> both? Yeah, has to be both. Otherwise, I'm still hungry. Mm, okay, okay. But, but what, what what do I eat? Um, uh, you eat my eyeballs. Both? Not both. Me need to see so I can't eat. I can eat. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be- Barry, me me not want to do eyes. How how about nose? Uh, okay, yeah. Noses! Yeah, noses. Oh, okay, here, two rocks. Two rocks, you bash mine off, and I bash yours, okay? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. R- ready? Ready. One, One two. Hello, boys. Mom. 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 Boys, were you just about to bash each bash each other's noses off so you can eat them? Yes, Mom. Yes, yes, Mom. Ugh. Gross. Noses have boogers in them. You were gonna eat each other's boogers. Shut up, Zinnia. Yeah, yeah, shut up, Zinnia. Now, now, kids. I know we're getting all little hangry. 
but we have to keep our cool, okay? Uh, what's hangry, mama? It's a word I just made up. It means hungry and angry, like a poor man too. And uh, uh, mama, mama, um, um, mama. No time to explain, Zinnia. Get the basket. I'm gonna bash these two rocks together until I get a sharp, flat one. Mom, mom why, why, why big rocks, mom? I'm making a shovel. What's a shovel, mama? It's something I've just invented. You use it to shove lots of dirt around. You'll see. There, that'll do. Just get that basket and we're off to Zags. Yes, mama. And no bashing each other's noses off while we're gone. Yes, mama. Yes, mama. All right, see you when we get back. Come on, Zen. How about our goose eggs? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. One, two. Oh, coming, coming. Oh, hello, Sog. And Zinnia, what a lovely basket of rotting fish. Thanks to you, Big Zag. Oh, such a polite child. Zag, have you got any more of those goose nuts you mentioned? Oh, a couple of handfuls, perhaps. I do hope you weren't planning on trading those rotten fish for them. You can make an old goose sit on a rock, but that doesn't mean she thinks it's an egg, as the saying goes. Actually, Zag, we came to ask you to give us... to give them to us. To save the village. And how do you intend to do that? These nuts wouldn't even feed one family. I intend to grow goose nuts. Grow goose nuts? One doesn't grow goose nuts. One picks them in the woods. Not this time. And I suppose the rotten fish are used in some diversionary magic meant to confuse the nuts? Yeah, something like that. We're using them for fertilizer. Well, I've never heard of fertilizer that didn't come out of a man. But, as usual, you've worn my womanly brain into submission, so there's nothing left to do but obey. One moment while I fetch the nuts. Okay. So, we just dig a little hole like this. Okay. Now, put a fish in. Good. Now put a nut on top. Like this? Perfect. Now we just gotta cover it. Yes, Mama. Okay, that's the last of them. Now the last thing we need is water. Plants don't grow if it doesn't rain, right? Right. The only problem is it hasn't been raining. In fact, it's been dry as a goose's bone for months. How about... We could dig a long, flat hole to the stream. That way the plants can always have water. Great idea, honey. Let's get digging. Okay, okay. And so, my people, the great goose has once again delivered us from annihilation by starving. Thanks to the hard work and ingenuity of my sons, Jimmy, Jimmy. and Barry. Barry, Barry. And of course, me, 
And thanks to the total subservience of my wife and daughter and all women. Subservience? Yes, yes. This night we give thanks to the great goose for this bountiful table of smashed, baked, nut paste. paste. I I decree that this night of uh, Thanksgiving shall become a great tradition each year. and And we shall call it Nut Paste Night. Now, if we are all satisfied, let us go to our beds. That is, of course, except for the women, who shall clean the dishes, tend to the animals and children, and then join us with baby-making. Good nesting, everybody. Good nesting. Come on, honey. Let's get to these dishes. Yes, Mama. Oh, Zog. Oh, hello, Zag. Good nesting to you. And to you. I say, that was quite a speech your husband just gave. Very inspiring. Yes, Zorgo's getting much better at remembering the words I give him. Indeed, and congratulations on your dead fish and dirt technology. You seem to have saved us all again. Well, I couldn't have done it without your nuts, Zag. Oh, which reminds me. How are your sons doing without theirs? <laughs> Good one, Big Zag. <laughs> she saw her people starving, a famine in the land. The geese had ceased. They were all deceased, and the fish were in the sand. <laughs> she used the fish to plant the seed and grow some grain up ground. They were all well fed when they could have been dead, but the man all said, Go back to your bed and back to your pots and pans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Zog. Okay. <laughs> Now, uh, we have a special musical guest who's on his way. What? Uh, however, first before that, let's uh, bring in um, our security guards so that we can cordon off the area correctly uh, for the entrance of our um, newscaster. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let's just go outside and speak to some of the uh, fans there. All uh, right. Oh, close the door. Close the door. I told you Wait. we shouldn't open the door. All right, open the door again. Okay, here. Three, two, one. <laughs> Wait, close it, close it, close it. Oh, all right, let me get my earphones on now. Okay, there we go. Right, now we can go talk to some fans. All right, are you Let's ready? Go. All right, here we go. Three, two, do it. <laughs> I'm going to grab one and drag him inside. You, you, come here. Stay back where I open fire. Shut the door. All right, you. You will be allowed to be interviewed. Do not scream or you will be evicted. Uh, okay. All right, you got questions? Ask him while he's calm. Edgar? No, Edgar's not here. You will not meet Edgar. That name will not be said. Oh. Somebody ask interview questions. What? What's your uh, What's your favorite part of the, uh, the news? Uh, well... Don't say that name. I, I really like the insight given by the person that shall not be named. That's right. Oh, oh. Edgar! 
Close the other door. <laughs> Ow! And how do you feel about this person's latest affair with Poe? Hmm. His brother? Poe. <laughs> well, it's a little confusing, but I gotta admit, I mean, I'm not one to judge, I guess. And do you remember if there was a time in your life before you were so infatuated with this ed- with this person? Hmm. It's harder than you think, huh? Well, no. It's like... Has always been That's there. That's enough. Get him out of here. He Come on. Said Edgar. Get him out of Put here. your arm behind you your back. Get her out of here. Oh, 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 no, I have to go. Oh, All right, oh, open the door. The door's too. open. Oh, oh, it. That's enough of these interviews. <laughs> no. They're stressing our ability to maintain the perimeter. And now our weekly newscast with Edgar. Hello. Edgar! Where where is that laser rifle? Edgar, Edgar! I'm on it, boss. Thank you, thank you. Very much. No more warning shots like we talked about. No one told me there would be lasers. Well, you're new here. It's understandable. Welcome, welcome back to the thirteen o'clock news. I'm your host, Edgar. We will get into the local news in just a minute. But first, I would like to address a minor controversy my last report has caused. Several fans have contacted me over the course of the week to ask me about the presidential candidates Daniel Fowell and John Paul Jones. Many listeners seemed confused about my statements that these two men have lived in America for several centuries. Moreover, I have been told that the humans named Daniel Fowell and John Paul Jones both passed away in the 18th century and would have no business being alive today. I apologize, dear viewers. You can be assured that there are no strange phenomena occurring in this city. Sorry, Edgar. That will be your final warning. Oh! Get him out of here! I love you! I wrote... Get the guillotine. I wrote a poem for you. Forgive me. The fans can be so draining. As I was saying, you can be assured that there are no strange phenomena occurring in this city. None at all. I simply misspoke when I implied that the presidential candidates are hundred years old. You see, I spend so much time around fays, spirits, and other immortal creatures that I often forget humans have remarkably short lifespans. I also misspoke when I said that the presidential candidates' names are Daniel Fowell and John Paul Jones. Instead, they have informed me that their names are, oh yes, Faneuil Dowell and Jones Paul John. Yes, these are the names of the two completely human candidates running for president and vice president, respectively. I apologize for any confusion. Now on to this week's news. A few weekends ago, the New Hampshire Cannabis Commission met in order to discuss the possibility of making weed legal in the state of New Hampshire. Seeing as New Hampshire is currently the only state in New England where marijuana remains illegal, this issue is one of utmost importance for New Hampshire citizens. Unfortunately, the group was unable to reach an agreement, 
There's plenty of speculation as to why this is, but here at the Weird People Show, we only report the facts. So I did a bit of a deep dive into the subject, and my findings were quite revealing. Believe it or not, the number one issue with making marijuana legal in any state is not the drug safety. You know how if you leave your garbage out for too long, sometimes a raccoon, or even in some case a bear, will come along and begin to dig through it? Well, something similar happens when too many humans in one area are smoking weed. The key difference is that instead of raccoons digging through your garbage, you may end up attracting wild satyrs or even the occasional nymph. Similar to real animals, these party animals are attracted to the scent of the thing they love most drugs. So sometimes, innocently smoking a joint can have the unwanted result of satyrs rooting through your trash or even breaking into your home to find that sweet, sweet CBD. In states where weed is legal, this problem is combated by none other than Dionysus himself. Once or twice a year, the state hires the party god to come and herd the satyrs away back to northern Maine, where the mass where the vast majority of citizens have the deer hunting rifles necessary to deal with them. But this service is understandably expensive. Just one herding session can cost up to a hundred goat sacrifices and five hundred gallons of wine. So, for the New Hampshire government, the issue is not a moral one, but rather a matter of finances. No matter how you look at it, the New Hampshire Senate simply did not budget out enough money for 2024 to spend on Dionysus' services, which means that cannabis will not be legal in New Hampshire for at least another year. In the meantime, the New Hampshire Cannabis Commission has promised to keep New Hampshire safe from the dangers of weed by smoking all of it for us. This has been the 13 o'clock news with Edgar. Goodbye, and please, have a weekend. Back away! Light him up! Okay, so uh, we're back here, and um, something's going on outside, but don't worry about totally that. Totally normal things. Yeah, that's fine. All right, now, this uh, episode is being brought to you by um, Ghostful. Are you lonely on dark and stormy nights? Do you wish your doors and windows would have startling slams more often? Hoping for a reliable presence in your life? Here at Rocket Co., we sustainably farm friendly spirits that can make any house feel like a happy, haunted home. The phantoms we collect have unfinished business, which is not being your house guest for eternity. With a monthly subscription, your bedroom windows could scream in the middle of the night. Rah! <laughs> I had the I have the great scream effect, but I forgot it. Leave trails of swine blood. Bring dead animals to your doorstep. Randomly activate all your kitchen appliances. Take the batteries out of your smoke alarms. Distance you from your family and more. Because are actually seeing the paranormal or just feel it. Because if you're just because because whether you may be actually because. You are actually that you had, you because <laughs> I'm sorry I got stuck into a time pocket there that is an optional um, uh, service uh, because are you actually seeing the paranormal or just feeling lonely Ghostful by Rocket Co. Oh,
Shoes. Are your feet bleeding? That's because you haven't been wearing shoes. Shoes. Provide an essential pedal protection since rocks. Shoes. Another age-old tradition co-opted by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. I, I need a vacation, but everywhere I go is just way too crowded. I just want a place to relax in peace and quiet. I think I know a place. And no super outdoorsy areas either. I'm not a huge fan of nature. Sounds like you want a, to holiday nowhere. Nowhere? Nowhere. With Void Vacations, you can enjoy the deepest, darkest area of space to the booties region. <laughs> it's 62 megaparsecs away from the nearest galaxy and 700 million light years away from Earth. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic! But how do I get there? We ship you off in your own personal sensory deprivation spaceship. You will be so relaxed that you will never want to leave. Will I even be able to... Void vacations. Sorry. Because don't you need a break? Happy Chews. Delivering fresh breath along with a healthy boost of serotonin. Feeling down? Grab a Happy Chew and start feeling chewish. Happy Chews will not improve awkward situations. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Are you tired of all those other boring streaming services that have TV shows written by modern day people? Then you should invest in Rocket Co.'s brand new streaming service, Rocket Co. Plus. Using a smart combination of technology and witchcraft, we've managed to summon history's most famous writers directly to our studios so they can write TV shows just for you. Who needs Taika Waititi when you can watch movies by Dante Alighieri? Why watch yet another? Another Harry Potter spin-off by J.K. Rowling when you can indulge in a sitcom written by Mark Twain. This, everyone, is the future of television. There's absolutely no stopping it, so why not just give up already and join us at Rocket Co. Plus? Shakespeare sure will be grateful for it. We might even let him out of that basement. Rocket Co. Innovation against your will. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Do you want to serve the Dark Masters but maintain an outer facade of morality? Yes. Join the Democratic Party. Yes, we Democrats have been throwing our hands up in feigned outrage for the past half century. And you know what? It works for us. We may look like losers from the outside, but is anyone sitting at the top of the American power structure really a loser? No. No, they are not. The Democratic Party. We ain't broke, so we won't fix it. Another illusory choice presented to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. All right, and moving away from the comedy to something a little more serious, we have an announcement for you from the WSCA. The holiday season is also the WSCA's end-of-year fundraising season. Is my mic peaking? Am I good? No, you're perfect. All right, great. It it cured itself somehow. I don't know what happened. All right, excellent. I must just be touched by a divine force. Anyways, the holiday season is the WSCA end-of-year fundraising season. You can support today by making a donation online at wscafm.org slash support slash at wscafm.org slash support slash. WSCA, Portsmouth Community Radio, is your community radio station, and mine as well. 
We are all and we are an all volunteer organization facing the many expenses of running a radio station. And there are many monthly costs just for staying on air, delivering excellent free form shows from local DJs, playing all kinds of music and hosting talk radio and specialty entertainment programs. Just a few of the costs we must pay each year include two hundred forty bucks for online streaming, eight hundred twenty eight dollars for playlist management, nine hundred ninety nine dollars for app hosting, one thousand three hundred eighty seven dollars in music royalties, and three thousand dollars for cable fiber optic services. <gasps> Add in things like equipment repairs, software upgrades, and rent, and you can understand why our need to raise funds is so critical. I'm being funny, but I mean it. We really appreciate your support. Everyone here at WSCA loves you, our listeners, and what we do. And we all want to keep community radio alive. If you enjoy tuning in, please consider donating today. Any amount helps. Thank you for being part of our community. And once again, if you want to donate, if I've actually persuaded you... The link is wscafm.org backslash support. Look up WSCAFM to find the link. Thank you so much for listening. Please note the views expressed on this program are those of the host and not necessarily the views of the WSCA Board of Trustees, underwriters, volunteers, or staff. The gender-bending rock and roll smash returns to the rep. Yes, that's right. Hedwig and the Angry Inch will be performed at the Seacoast Rep in Portsmouth for five nights only from Wednesday, December 27th through Sunday, December 31st. The groundbreaking hit, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, tells the story of the internationally ignored song stylist Hedwig Schmidt, a fourth-wall-smashing East German rock and roll goddess who also happens to be the victim of a botched sex change operation. This outrageous and unexpectedly hilarious story is is dazzlingly performed by Hedwig in the form of a rock gig stand-up comedy routine backed by the hard-rocking band The Angry Inch. Jason Faria returns in his tour de force performance of the title role with a full live shadow puppet show created by Ben Hart. Rediscover the origin of love with Henry Hedwig, I mean, and the Angry Inch. All performances begin at 7.30 p.m. For more information about the show, including links to purchase tickets, may be found at www.seacoastrep.org. All right. Every single word of that just got weirder and weirder. <laughs> I saw a, 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 in San Francisco, man, in the first theater it was at. Okay, I saw it in this little thing, and it was like, yeah, so cool. All right. Whoa, Whiskey Joe's old, man. Yeah, sure hey, am. Ben, Ben. You were all thinking it. Ben, you know about, like, dinosaurs and stuff? <laughs> what were what were they like? Did you get to meet them? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Zinji. I remember when I was riding on my brontosaurus down to the... Um, the local uh, egg-eating uh, farm, which is how you used to uh, um, fuel your brontosauri when you were in a hurry. Now, I don't know about all your newfangled uh, Tesla Tetris Focus um, hybrid um, volts, but I'll tell you what. Back then, we were only creating one greenhouse gas and that was methane okay we were producing a lot of that because a brontosaurus at the egg feeding station is a sight to behold and it is a smell uh to be avoided um usually except my personally i like that smell the you know zog, i like gasoline the zog cycle is not a fictional story it's a biography <laughs> yes. but first person account <laughs> grandpa what was it like when the comet hit? <laughs> well, that was back when our Earth was one piece and not all the several thousand shards that surround Pangea. the now lost oh, moon. Oh, hail Pangea. Right. 
Um, <laughs> we got about 45 minutes left here. Okay, oh, yeah. here's what we're going to be doing in the last half of this hour. All right. We are going to be uh, performing our final little um, vignette, which is called uh, now officially without any uh, producer's input whatsoever. <laughs> it is now referred to in uh, ASCAP and um, SAG-AFTRA as uh, Ramona and the Beast. <laughs> this is the writing process. Uh, well, this no, is, I, I'm going. I'm the writer going on strike now. Yeah. <laughs> it says, or we could say, Ramona and the Beast, or the Love. unexplicably, antithically, unrelatably story of love in the after. Life. Yeah, it just rolls Or you right could call it by its actual name, Lover's Guide to the Unspeakably Eldritch. Oh my god. It is unspeakable, yes. You're <laughs> right. I mean, when you say it, it sounds great. What can I say? Yeah, because I am amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, let's get to it. Let's get started with that thing. Oh yeah, and so after oh boy, we read oh uh, LGUE, as we refer to yes. it, actually, in our sort of working uh, environment. Um, oh, then we're just going to devolve into a odd musical vocal improv, which does not have to have any thread um, or theme whatsoever, and it also doesn't have to be attended by anybody. You know, we can just do whatever we want. It's a good description okay. of my life. Uh, so we will be melting into nonsense therapy. after this, and of Don't course after we sing our goodbye song, yeah. uh, which is called Lucky Angel. But before we get to any of that, I want to take you now. To Texas. Well, it's been one month since Ramona and the Beast have started dating, and the Beast still sucks at flirting. For the folks listening at home, I'm rolling my eyes right now. But that's besides the point, because right now something very important is happening. The Beast and Ramona sit in the latter's cottage, chatting and getting to know more about each other's pasts. Partially because they actually want to know more about each other, and partially because the Beast wanted to practice speaking English. It's actually gone very good. That's coming from me. So, what's hell even like? I was imagining all that fire and brimstone stuff, but you make it sound so different. It's important to know that even though speaking with humans is not forbidden amongst demons, it is absolutely against the rules to tell them anything about the afterlife. Doing so could result in the offended demon being executed to set any example. Knowing this, the beast is very carefully weighing its options. Wow. It's... It, it's kind of... It's kind of like... Of course, at the end of the day, the beast is incapable of saying no to Ramona. It's, it's kind of like the Earth, except it's specifically designed to make humans suffer. What a simp. That's terrible. What do they think scares us? That's, that's actually a complicated question. So, there's three main factions of hell. The torture chambers, the scrolls, and the administrative sector. Well, that sounds so organized. It has to be. Or else nothing would get done. Our boss, Satan, wants to spite God by taking souls away from them. In order to do that, he had to give us all specific duties. Interesting. You know, it's strange to me that heaven and hell are real, yet humans seem to know so little about it. How is it that you guys manage to keep everything so secret? Oh, that's God's doing. 
They made it illegal for humans to know anything about the other worlds while they're alive. It's also illegal for living humans to go to the other worlds. God likes to call it Rule 34. Not that Rule 34, you swamp dwellers. Seems a bit rude, but okay. So what's your job? Well, I'm supposed to scare humans to create fear, so the more advanced demons can use that fear to persuade humans to sin. But I haven't really scared many people so far. I did. I just graduated from imp school. And what's imp school like? It's it's harsh. The whole place is run by Satan's son, the Antichrist, and he hates being a teacher. That that actually reminds me of my first day. Father. Do I really have to do this? I could barely even tolerate school when I was in it. I don't want to have to teach these sulfur-nosed imps. Oh, darling, we've been over this. If you're going to run hell someday, then you need to develop a spine. And what better way to grow a pair than to do your dues as a working citizen or denizen of the underworld? Besides, if you think you're going to get off scot-free after the stunt you pulled last month, then you are sorely mistaken. Oh, you're making it sound like you caught me praying or something. It wasn't that big of a deal. And if you keep saying I'm going to rule hell someday, you're going to rule hell someday, you're going to rule hell someday. But no, we're both immortal. How the hell am I going to succeed you if you never die? I never said you were going to replace me as the Chthonic Monarch post-mortem. We've had a real upturn in souls lately. Uh, with how many people we're stealing right out from under God's nose, surely the big guys are going to notice me soon. And when they do, I'll use my looks and demonic wiles to convince them to let me back into heaven. And when that happens, someone has to stay down here and rule over the subjects. My yeah, subjects. Great. And so you get to go up to heaven for eternity while I stay behind and do your dirty work. What was that, son? Uh, nothing. Fine. I'll do this stupid school thing, but uh, don't expect me to be happy about it. Oh, that's the spirit. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a meeting soon. Hate you, son. See you back at the palace. Sure. Bye. Alright, you insignificant pieces of garbage. Sit down and shut up. I'm gonna teach you some scaring if it's the last thing I do. You heard all that from the back of the classroom? Well, they were pretty much yelling. Huh. I guess you guys really don't have manners down there. But then if the other demons are so mean all the time... How did you turn out so nice? I don't know. I guess I'm just, it's just the way I am. Demons are technically individuals too, you know. Right. I'm sorry for insinuating otherwise. Well, you mentioned earlier that you have friends from school. Can you tell me more about them? Oh, sure. Yeah, my first friend was named... Okay, time for your mandatory recess break. Get out of here before I bite your heads off. As the demons run about, it's come to my attention that you may need me to translate again. No problem. Just imagine yourself on a playground in hell with a bunch of tiny demons running around. It looks like one up here. Well, I guess I'll be jumping in the punchy pit all alone again. Hello there, beauty one. Oh, hi. Sorry, do I know you? No! But I saw you playing by the punchy pit, and I want to join. Do you like punchy pits, too? No! 
Those are stupid playpens for babies. But you seem more mature than that. More mature than the rest of these idiots. Oh, thanks. So, do you want to jump in the plunger pit with me? Normally I would say, hell no. But I'll make an exception for my new friend. Okay, so last one to get stabbed is an angel. <laughs> Yikes. So many red flags. Are you still friends with that guy? No. We we had a falling out centuries ago. Oh, good. I mean, not really. I'm sorry you went through all that. But at least you don't have to deal with them anymore. I mean, I, I do still have to see them sometimes. They're kind of my boss. What? But but they're so... they're so cruel. I'm, I'm a demon. Being, being cruel gets you pretty far where I live. Right, okay. So, do you have any human friends? Sort of. I haven't been able to see my childhood friends in a while since I left home, so right now I mostly just hang out with my coworkers. But it's a bit frustrating sometimes. Those guys can just be so dramatic. It's nice to talk to someone who stays away from that kind of stuff. Who's that? Uh, that's you, silly. I do miss my other friends, though. We text a lot, but it's just not the same, you know? No. Humans, demons can teleport, so we don't really have that problem. Satan gave us the ability pretty early on for efficiency. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. I wanted to ask, what's Satan like? From what you told me so far, he seems different than what I grew up thinking. Well, I've never met him personally, but... I have overheard some things he said while he was visiting our school. Hello? <laughs> ah, service, my little imp. How did the rendezvous go? <laughs> what, do, what do you mean they didn't respond? <laughs> Shut up! I personally sent a high-level demonic messenger all the way up to heaven. The least they can do for me is say something back. I mean, they're supposed to be the good guys, and, th- and they just left me on red to dwell within the silence of the Lord? It's, it's not my fault that God bound me to this domain eternally. I, I would go talk to them personally if I could, but I don't really feel like turning into a fallen angel cocktail. I mean, I'm stuck in this sense-endowed grave that I carry with me. I, listen, service, and listen well. I want you to send that messenger back up to heaven, and don't let her return until God gives some proof that there was a reason for all this. I don't... I don't care if she gets smote. She should have thought of that before she was born. Somebody should have thought of her before she was born. Okay. Okay. Let me know how it goes. Toodles. Alright, class. So as you can see, the best way to kill a human without touching them is... What do you want? I'm trying to teach these turds! Uh, hi, my precious son. I I have an important question, and I figured I could trust you to be honest with me. What? Does 
Does this outfit look good? I'm about to go torture some Catholics and I need to make a good impression. You know how fussy they are. Can you imagine if the king of the underworld went to torture people personally and he was underdressed? I mean, people would think the pun was funny, but they would also be like, Ew, that top with those shoes, with that uh, leather mask, get a tailor, am I right? This? This is what you interrupted my class for? If these imps grow up to be pathetic demons who end up, uh, I don't know, dating the humans or something, it's going to be your fault. Uh, geez, fine. I mean, see if I ever ask for your opinion again, dear son. I didn't ask for you to ask for my opinion! There has to be an easier way to say that. I was... What? I don't... Get out! Oh, shoot. I think I left my bear trap in the bathroom. Can you cover for me while I go grab it? Sorry. everything and it never seems good enough god refuses to forgive me hell they, they even refuse to see me i haven't left this stupid place for like a million years and it gets so claustrophobic after a while and my own son hates me too now i, ju- I just want things to go back to the to the way that they were did you hear do i you know why don't you just repeat this has been brought to you by Melt Meal. Melt Meal, the meal that melts. Just a few minutes in the oven, uh, microwave, or conventional clothes dryer, and the Melt Meal melts into an edible puddle. Suck it. Mop it. Suck it with a straw. Mop it with some bread. Do anything you want to. You gotta clean it up somehow. Melt Meal. Presented by Rocky Coke. Rocky Coke. There, there, master. And now we return you to Ramona and the Beast, episode three. There, there, master. I'm sure it's not as bad as it seems. It's just, it's just I've tried everything, and it, it never seems good enough. God refuses to forgive me. I mean, they, they refuse to even see me. I haven't left this stupid place for like a million years, and it gets so claustrophobic after a while, and, and my own son hates me now, too, and it just feels like whatever God has done to me, I've done to him. I just, I, I want things to go back to the way that they were, you know? I understand, Master. This place isn't exactly the Ritz. What? What is the Ritz? I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never been to Earth. Right. Sorry. Jeez. You hit a guy while he's down, why don't you? I mean, if you weren't doing such a good job stroking my hair right now, I'd pull your eyes out and feed them to you. Now, there's an idea. Why don't we go find someone to tear limb from limb, huh? That always cheers you up. I mean, I guess, if there's like a little demon around or something, but I doubt I'll feel entirely bad again, but it's a start. What? Who's there? No, never, never mind. I'll just get my bear trap later, I guess. Dude! Where's your bear trap? The teacher is gonna kill you if you don't have it. It. It wasn't worth it. I'll explain later. Let's just go. Okay. Ow! Who left their bear trap in the middle of the floor? So, yeah. He's an interesting guy. 
Well, I'll say. Why is he so obsessed with, with getting God's attention? No idea. Hmm. Oh, sorry, I have to take this. Hello? Yes, this is she. Oh my god, really? That's amazing! Thank you so much for this opportunity, sir. Yes, thank you. Goodbye. You know that restaurant downtown with the really good eclairs? That was them. They put up posters all around town last week saying they were looking for performers for dinner service. So I sent them a demo and they want me to perform there next week. I'm so excited. I know, right? I'm so excited. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Well, uh, well, I'm sure that's going to turn into something. But until then... I'm going to sign off and try and get that image of Satan crying in a public bathroom out of my head. Now, good night, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, the lover's guide to the unexplainably... Unspeakably. The unspeakably. <laughs> Unexplicably. The lower guide to the unreconcilably eldritch. Yes. Also known as Ramona and the Beast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that really is about to wrap it up for our regular scheduled program in here. I just want to thank everybody for joining us here at the Weird People Show. At exactly 1.30. Yes, we're yeah. going to devolve into nonsense uh, uh, fairly shortly. Um, but first, uh, I want to let you know that we love you, okay? And we're going to sing you our little goodbye song right now. It's like I'm plugged in. So well, it's cold and dark as heck out here. It's a long walk home. And it seems like all the street lights have all gone out on their own. Ah, but today! Participating this evening, uh, and mostly those who are listening on their radios. You know, <laughs> 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 
Well, we'll go around the room one more time. Reverse order this time. Oh, yeah. To my left. Daisy Wine Wyatt. Daisy Wine Wyatt. Oh, hello. We got a caller. Oh, hello. Who's it? It's me, Daisy Wine Wyatt. <laughs> Tonight! All right, now to the left of Daisy Wine Wyatt. We've got, um, um, uh, Milk Thistles Milk, um, uh, Deborah. What? That's my mother's name. <laughs> no! no. Be a looking Oh, now, the sister of is Lynn J, otherwise known as Infantile Jane, otherwise known as the writer of LGUE. Yeah, yeah! And the right of Zinfandel Jane is the illustrious Nikki. Hey! Come on now! Hold on, now, everybody. Just hold on one sinking second right here. Everybody tune in to Nikki's show, okay? It's on WSCA every week. That's Tuesdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Rhythm Cafe. The Rhythm Cafe. If you want to be unlift, uplifted as heck, you better tune on on your FM deck. All right, now, for the last time for about six months, (laughs) this has been Feta. You'll have peace and quiet for six months. Edgar's going away to the Fey region. No! As the typecast screaming character, we have <laughs> Moxie Mike. Come on in. Crack that can of Moxie. I'm on my way over, baby. Yay! And I'm Whiskey Joe. Okay, go Woo-hoo! go blank. I'll be a lucky angel. And up the walk goes. Try to do you hard. Tonight, I'll give away the cycle. Just howling after it's a howling afternoon. Get it? Cause like howling at the moon. Okay, yeah, that about wraps it up for our sensical uh, part of the program. Now, everybody go and um, sneak in around the back and do whatever kind of business you need to do because come on back now and go into the uh, ethereal infinite with the rest of us. Okay, first though, the
always have parental issues. I've been putting my family inside cans of tuna, trying to sell them to various people, mostly for Maleficent ends. You know how it is.